the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Thanks for being along for the ride. Listener text coming in during the top of the hour break. Damn, kid, you'll have to change the name of the show to Jimmy on Fire. I was feeling like it's a little bit of Jimmy on fire in the last hour. We were fired up right from the get-go and had a bunch of calls and texts to start the show as we talked about the Democrats' runaround of Tabor and the taxpayers' votes, the, the vote of the people of Colorado. Just a week and a half ago, pretty much, saying, no, don't touch our Tabor refunds. Don't trample on them. Come on now. Enough is enough. And yet, here they are doing the runaround. State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer will join us at the top of the next hour with an update on what's happening in the legislature after the first day of the special session called by the governor yesterday. We also talked a little bit about the third time just this month that a 14th Amendment claim to keep Trump off the ballot in a state, in this case Colorado, was tossed out by a judge. And rightly so. Don't use the Constitution in an excuse and have a judge unilaterally declare, oh, Trump was an insurrectionist and so he's not qualified. No. Nonsense. Do it at the ballot box. That's how you do it. Plain and simple. And speaking of absurdities, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the school board in Denver, the Denver Public Schools Board of Education had their final meeting of the current board just a couple of nights ago on Thursday. And it was interesting Especially because they had the big show of celebration. And when it got to Tay Anderson's part, remember, he's the outgoing school board member who has stirred up so much trouble, been the source of so much drama, distracted the board from actually focusing on issues that matter, which is really the students. And he's gotten away with so much stuff. A big celebration. And yesterday, when I hosted from 3 to 4, we broke it down. And I want to play what I shared yesterday. Because I think it encapsulates it better than I could do, even on this fiery morning. Just perfectly. But one thing that I did not share yesterday was this little tidbit from Scott Esserman that you have to hear to set the tone. And I was proud to watch him in that first two years 
as he focused on the students of Denver Public Schools. Earlier this year, as he was considering a re-election bid, he and I sat down and we started looking at everything he had accomplished. Not just in his first hundred days, but in his time on the board. Truly impressive and dynamic leadership on behalf of Denver Public School students. Students who feel safer in their buildings because of Ayante Anderson. I watched him grow. Really? I watched him act with courage and integrity. Little oh. did I know he would be instrumental in making sure I was serving with him two years later. Is he controversial? Yeah. Is he a lightning rod? Yeah. But he also is a courageous and brave leader. I am honored to have served with him. Denver Public Schools is better for his service. You know what, Jim? I'm too fired up to replay yesterday. I'm going to keep things going. What? That was a colleague of Tay Anderson's on the board, Scott Esserman. Making students feel safer? First of all, does he remember the massive walkout of a 1,000 high school students who marched on down to DPS headquarters and called for Tay's resignation after he was censured for inappropriate attempts to date multiple underage students? That was just one disturbing finding of an investigation that got him censured September 17th, 2021. I was in the room. He threw a pen at the end because he was upset that they actually did the bare minimum of accountability. His other six colleagues who voted to censure him. And then three days later on a Monday, a thousand kids marched. And I remember marching because I went down to North High School. And I ended up walking across I-70 with these kids covering the story as so many kids from North marched out and walked, all races and creeds. I ended up having Uber back to the high school from downtown, and I never anticipated that that was going to happen. But alas, it did. Now, I have to say... That uh, Tay Anderson still is not, he's not over the fact that these high school students were critical of him and called for his resignation. In fact, he brought it up on Thursday night. It has come with us having to weather unimaginable storms like the one that took place in 2021, where my colleagues from this institution and those in community believed a lie that originated from my very own Carolyn Bryant and proliferated by extreme MAGA Republicans and anti-black Democrats. Many folks in this room do not know the pain that I went through trying to defend my slandered name hmm. and reputation. Yeah. The individuals that shared my Poor own guy. beautiful black skin hmm. abandoned me for their own political agendas. Abandoned. And we had students outside of these walls of this building hmm. call for me to be imprisoned hung, and castrated. Mm, I don't remember a lot of that, Tay. I just remember some vulgar language, but I don't remember the latter. 
or the middle one. I didn't see a single sign about hanging. This is the same guy, by the way, who on the Brother Jeff show in 20, late 2021 compared what the kids did in their walkout to January 6th. And we know what January 6th is, particularly on the left. So to compare high school students marching and calling for his resignation, come on. Absolute nonsense. By the way, for historical context, Carolyn Bryant was the woman who had accused, falsely accused Emmett Till of rape in 1955 and he ended up being lynched that's the historical comparison he wants you to take away from this and he's blasting criticism from folks in the black community but you know what in his speech he said the cynics didn't win i am here to report report to our community that the cynics did not win And now I'm standing here as the vice president of the Denver School Board, the president of the Colorado Black Caucus of School Board Directors. And I didn't make it here alone. I made it here because of the folks in our community that put their own reputations on the line, that put their own careers on the line. I'm here because of folks like Director Esserman and Director Quattlebaum who picked me up and gave me a job and said, I got you when there was nobody else in my corner. I'm here because of the unconditional love of a black single mother. Maya Angelou once said, you may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies you may trod me in the very dirt but still like dust i'll rise i'll say this he's a good speaker he is an effective orator very good at spewing bs now he began his speech by the way by touting how this term of office with him in it would be different. Madam President and members of the board, I am proud to report, according to Proverbs, or excuse me, 2 Timothy verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Four years ago, we stood in this very same room as I, thanks mom, as I raised my hand to take the oath of office, becoming the youngest African-American in Colorado history to assume public office and the 12th African-American to be elected to the Denver School Board in our 160-year history. I promised you, community, that this term in office would be different. Oh, it was different, all right. It was mired in controversy. It included an investigation that cost the district a quarter of a million dollars. It centered on a school board member who constantly made it about himself and brought himself into the center of attention. Oh, it was different, all right, because it was marked by a board that began with the removal of school resource officers from schools, law enforcement, cops on campus, and it ended with the restoration 
of school resource officers. In fact, he brought that up in his historic farewell address. In June of 2020, I, alongside Vice President Jennifer Bacon, led the charge to get the board unanimously in the contract with the Denver Police Department. For those that need it broken down, I'm going to go ahead and call roll call, Madam, uh, Ms. Atwood. Director Anderson was an I. Director Balderman was an I. Director Bacon was an I. Director Cobion was an I. Director Lorvik was an I. Director O'Brien was an I. And Dr. Olson was an I. That was unanimous support to remove SROs. This action resulted in a 90% reduction in tickets and arrests, effectively ending what we knew as the school-to-prison pipeline. This action saved black and brown children from the criminal justice system. Mm. Never mind the fact that black and brown children, and white children for that matter, were put at risk as a result of this policy change. Never mind the fact that the drop in tickets wasn't because of SROs leaving schools. It was because of something that happened shortly after SROs were removed, and that was the discipline matrix, which tied the hands of DPS folks in being able to reach out to law enforcement. That's why. It was because of those restrictions, not because of the presence of law enforcement officers being removed. But let's go through the role of who voted to bring SROs back over the summer to district high schools because of violence, and not only violence, but calls from parents and students and others to restore law and order, to restore safety, to restore top cops on campus. Scott Balderman. Sochi Gaitan. Charmaine Lindsay, Dr. Carrie Olson, those who voted against safety on campus, Tay Anderson, Scott Esserman, and Michelle Quattlebaum. I took the role, ladies and gentlemen. You forget that part. Oh, and, and not only that, but we got the real reason why Tay decided. He's running for the state house and not re-election. Why he didn't run for re-election. And it wasn't because of the 9% approval rating that he had and a recognition that there's no way that he could win. No, 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 no. He had to take the success from DPS and bring it out into the legislature. It became very clear to me that every student in Colorado should benefit from the progress we've made in Denver public schools. That is why I chose not to run for re-election. And that is why I am running to be the next state house representative from House District 8. So much progress in DPS that he just had to bring it to the legislature, and that's why. But folks, we haven't even gotten to my two favorite parts. My favorite part of the address. And by the way, here's what happened. Charmaine Lindsay had her first time for a farewell. So her campaign manager spoke, and then Charmaine Lindsay gave a tremendous speech. I really liked her speech. Then Scott Balderman had his chance. He decided not to speak or didn't speak. I don't know what the backstory was there. But the head of the teachers' union spoke about how uh, great Scott Balderman is. And by the way, I actually like Charmaine Lindsay and, and Scott Balderman a great deal. 
and they've been on this program to their credit. And then Tay Anderson took it. It was Scott Esserman, who we heard before, his colleague on the board, a teacher named Ben Butler, and then Tay. And the first 14, 15 minutes was covered by Lindsay and Balderman. The rest of that 36 minutes, so over 20 minutes, was for Tay Anderson's celebration. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's get to my favorite part, the shout-out for Jimmy Sangenberger. Because of my service to Denver Public Schools, I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America. Sharing the great work that that we have been doing (laughs) that we have been doing and working on and becoming a mentor to new school board members to ensure they have the tools to be successful in their respective cities. Being able to travel across America would not have been possible if I was not elected to the Denver School Board. We should strive to be a district that ensures our students should be able to see the world without needing a title or to be elected to this school board. I was sitting in the back. In the back right corner of the room. And when he said this. I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America. Sharing the great work that have that we have been doing. <laughs> that we have been doing. Looking right back at me. And it was. Uh, uh, it was interesting. I wasn't expecting to to steal the spotlight from Tay for a few seconds, but everybody was looking right at me. And I was just thinking in my head, man, let's go back to 2021 and what you told me at the time. Love your weekly articles about me. Love your weekly articles about me. I'm like, he's reading everything I write. That, That was abundantly clear. But here's the thing. He went $13,000 over budget so he could go to conferences all over the place. Yes, across America. And that included nice trips to San Diego, many other places. He also, of course, spent money on private movie screenings for The Little Mermaid and Wakanda Forever, the latest Black Panther movie. Because that's a great use of public taxpayer funds and $1,600 of it. But he just really wants us to think that his traveling across the country was in some way important. It's the same, let's go back to the term, delusions of grandeur that brought about the end of his speech. See, when Scott Esserman got up there and walked down from the dais, sat down and, or rather stood up at the podium. He had a hat on backwards. Then, very end, Tay Anderson wraps things up. And when you hear him talk about coming back to the people of Denver, he puts his hat on. He wasn't wearing it. Puts his signature backwards hat on. And, well, you have to hear You have to hear how he ends the speech. I always knew my time here was not going to be permanent, and I was on loan from the people of Denver to the Denver Public Schools. And now it is time... Now it is time that I return to the people of Denver. Finally, I will never close the door 
to serving again in the Denver Public Schools. So be prepared when I invoke my inner coach prime and I say, Medean, give me my theme music. Thank you, Denver Public Schools. They're waving their hands back and forth as his supporters are dancing around him at the podium. You know, I was just I was just waiting for him to break out in his classic hip hop rap. Slaving up in DPS. I'm just chilling at the crib and making policy. They say they want some drastic changes here, but all I see is folks not helping all our kids when they can hardly read. And somehow I get all the blame, and that's what bothers me. Spending 250k on They could have focused on some other stuff and not on. Oh, I loved when Stefan and I broke out and ad-libbed here. I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America. We'll be right back. What are your thoughts and reactions? We'll get to your texts and calls. 303-696-1971. Guess he's not slaving up in DPS anymore, folks. Jimmy Sangenberger Show. I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America. Sharing the great work that that we have been doing (laughs) <laughs> that we have been doing. Cut out the lights, folks. Tay Anderson is going off the board. Had his final time at a meeting as a board member on Thursday. And, uh, well, the texts have been interesting. That's for darn sure. Welcome back to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. By the way, gotta love that groovy, funky tune by Junior Wells with Buddy Guy on the guitar. Jeff from Littleton. It's outstanding that you've learned that you are living rent-free inside Tay's head. You're not wrong, Jeff. You're not wrong. Love your weekly articles about me. Tay sounds totally delusional. Another text comes in from Joy from Brighton. Also not wrong. And then Alexa and Littleton. I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America. Tay-Tay, and she laughs out loud. Another listener text. Can you imagine how many selfies he would have to take of himself after every quote he says? Another one coming in. Drama queen. Simply about good old Tay. And that's for darn sure. 303-696-1971, our telephone number as well. I did want to get to a couple things from listeners, questions that have come in. Uh, One being on the effort to pay Tay's legal bills. So Anderson had gotten $3,500 repaid to him in reimbursements from the district for his legal expenses, part of it. In 2021, in that investigation from ILG, he was given that money earlier this year. I was the first to notice that publicly. And it was a big runaround to get it, to get details on this, because Tay and the district had entered into an agreement that said 
we're not even if we get a core request, we're not going to acknowledge the existence of this agreement. Now, there was enough media pressure brought to bear that they had no choice but to talk to each other and say, yes, let's release this agreement. But then he wanted to get even more expenses paid now for a lawsuit against him for blocking a constituent in a First Amendment case. Eve Chen is her name. And he wanted an executive session on Monday. They did not vote to go into executive session to discuss whether this could happen or not. And then he wanted to get it on the agenda for Thursday's meeting, but clearly realized he wouldn't have the votes for it and decided I would drop it, not want it to be on the agenda. So no, Anderson, Tay Anderson has not gotten additional payments for his legal bills. Now, related to this is, of course, the measure to pay the school board $33,000 to give them a 400% raise. Now, in fairness, only the three new just-elected board members, John Youngquist, Kimberly Sia, and Marlene De La Rosa, will be eligible to take this pay. But if Scott Esserman, Michelle Quattlebaum, Sochi Gaitan, the school board president, are re-elected next time in 2025 then they would be eligible for this pay and i'm looking at this and i'm saying look i get it i i get the argument that you're making which is you want to have more qualified people on the board but you also have to earn it you also have to prove that you deserve to have a salary like that douglas county jefferson county those are the number two or number three and number two Districts in the state in terms of size, they have no plans to start paying board members. Same with Cherry Creek schools. But here they are. Now, I do have to say, a little bit of credit is due to Sochi Gaitan, the sole no vote on this measure of paying board members, While the president of the board. I appreciate the importance of fairly compensating board members, I completely am compelled to advocate for prioritizing funding that directly impacts students and their needs. So the current proposal to allocate $33,000 per board member, that money will be pulled from the DPS general fund. These funds could be redirected to address critical needs in Southwest Denver schools, providing much needed supports for students, families, and educators. And as president of the board and a parent of a 15-year-old in high school, I am personally invested in assuring that our schools offer quality educational experiences. My vote is simply a plea for the future board to prioritize funding allocation, prioritize a meaningful discussion around declining enrollment, and prioritizing resources that need to get into our district-run neighborhood public schools. Kudos, the sole no vote. And she could be a beneficiary in a couple of years of this if she runs for and secures re-election. A few more listener texts on the Tay Anderson topic. His inner coach prime, R-O-T-F-L-M-A-O. Tay is a complete narcissist and not in touch with reality. Another text, I can't even imagine the unprofessionalism in the legislature that would come from Tim Hernandez and Tay-Tay. 
at Holly and Lakewood, we need a countdown clock till he finally gets the boot and has to turn in his DPS name badge. Cannot come soon enough. Folks, the new board takes office on November 28th, and then they will decide leadership as well on that first day. November 28th. That means we are 10 days away from when he no longer has any sort of stature. That's the basis for at least your internal countdown clock in your head. Oh, my goodness. What a world we live in. Oh, and we we would be remiss if we didn't remind you as well. One other thing from his tenure, the day that Montbello High School reopened. Hi, I'm Officer Gann, Denver Police. I stopped you for speed, 35 and a 25. Can I see your license and registration, please? Permission to pull down my pocket? Yeah, I've I've asked you for certain documents. I expect you to reach around to get them. I just don't want to get shot by you. Well, that's a myth. Uh, First, he doesn't turn down the volume for the officer. Then he complains, gripes, and he says, I just don't want to be shot by you. And the officer says, that's a myth. And he said, I don't believe that's a myth. And then afterwards, he complained that he was a victim of racism from the officer and got a personal phone call from then interim chief of police ron thomas because one of the other things that marks tay anderson's tenure is publicly bashing the police while personally benefiting from his own police privilege direct calls and texts with the chief of police Quite the tenure of Tay Anderson, who began by helping to remove school resource officers, law enforcement from campuses, and then it failed so spectacularly, so terribly, so violently, that they were voted back into the district. Hmm. There you go. 303-696-1971. Let's shift gears back to the legislative session for a moment as we head into the top of the hour when we will be joined by State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer to talk about what's happening in the legislature. But let's go to Joan in Lakewood this morning. Hey, Joan, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's on your mind? Um, I went yesterday to the Capitol. I um, testified. Good for you. One of them was a bill for a task force that was brought forth by Stephanie Luck, and that was defeated in committee. The next bill that I testified for was this bill, um, HB 23B1003. And this bill is a bill to set up a commission, and they have it under... um, they have, they've said it's a task force, but it's not. It's the commission to revise the property tax code. And one of the amendments to this bill is to make the um, commission consider uh, land value only property taxes. Okay. Now, I don't know everything about land value only. I just was there listening to some of the things. And there was a um, Democrat um Named, he was a representative, um, uh, Wood, um, Rowe, Woodrow, and um, ah, Stephen Woodrow. By the way, I believe he is the state representative responsible for allowing school board members to pay themselves. Please continue. Um, and he proposed this land value only property tax. And when he was explaining it, he was like, "Well, <clears throat> right now." The way things of property tax is, and I don't know if you look at your bill, 
but there is a portion of it that assesses your land, and then there's a portion of it that assesses your house. And if you went to a land um, value only, the only thing they'd be taxing on is the land. Wow. Okay, that, that, that is not a break. Full stop. No, it's not, not a break. And, it, and he, he explained that this was something that they were using in Detroit. And I was sitting here going, Detroit, we want to go down a path for uh, Detroit? And the part that gets really ugly is that um, we have a lot of people who are like third and fourth generation Coloradans who have a lot of land because they are farmers. They are cattle people. And their people came here and they took this land and they have been great stewards of this land. And I believe that this is a land grant <clears throat> that they're trying to grab up this land with this. Anyway, um, the last I saw last night when I finally gave up at 11 o'clock, they were still fighting in the house over this bill. Um, and the good news is, is that <laughs> the bad news is that they did not bring one Republican bill to the floor. Not one. They all were killed in committee. Okay? That was a bad news. Yep, absolutely. Hey, well, I, I got to let you go because we got to go to break, but we will be talking more about what happened in the legislature in just a bit when we are joined at the top of the hour by State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer. So, Joan, thanks for bringing this valuation proposition or the land value focus to our attention I did not was not aware of that. So thank you for that. And thank you as well for testifying. We got to run to a break. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you want to join into the festivities, it is 15 minutes, 14 minutes before eight o'clock. You're listening to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Eight minutes to go till eight o'clock. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. The time flying by in a fiery program this morning. News Talk 710 KNUS. One more thing I wanted to get to about this board meeting. For whatever reason, Denver Public Schools is just incapable of getting out of its own way. Here is a story from Fox 31. So when I got to the board meeting on Thursday night, I got there about 10 minutes after they started, and I think, and 10 or 15, and they started about half an hour late. And when I got there, the resigned DPS group was in the corner. And I went over to them to say hi, and I said, hey, and they said, they're not letting us in. And I said, hmm. And I was asked if I would be able to get in, and I told them I thought I would. And I did. But here's Fox 31's story on the fact that the resigned DPS folks were not allowed in. This was a meeting attended mostly by friends and family of those outgoing board members. But some parents who were here tonight who actually voted those members out say they couldn't get into the main room. 
Every two years, we do a celebration to honor those who are leaving. Ayante Anderson and other outgoing DPS board members were met by family and friends. We were planning on sitting very peacefully in the back for the last board meeting of this board, um, and we were barred from coming in. They were also met by this group, among them DPS parent Heather Lamb. Lamb and the group she's with called on several board members to resign their positions last term before several were voted out earlier this month. We had to submit, uh, pre, pre-submit uh, lists and names of folks that were going to come and join us and celebrate. That's how Anderson explained why some folks weren't allowed inside the board chambers during the meeting. Lamb and her group says they only had the most noble intentions attending the board meeting. We were going to listen. We want to be informed citizens. We want to be present. And we were going to sit here and listen, wearing our T-shirts that express our frustration with this overall board. But instead, they chose to engage in berating our staff and they uh, calling, uh, you know, the supporters of those who are walking in who happen to be black women, cronies. There were some reported exchanges in the lobby of DPS headquarters and several armed officers as well. We came down to exercise what is our right as parents to participate in the board of directors uh, meetings and we were not allowed in. Anderson says the group was offered seats in the overflow which they declined. We did see open seats in the main hall. This is a, an institution where we welcome a diverging opinions uh, but we told them just as uh, we did with other individuals they had to go upstairs wait and then if there are seats that open up we'll let you we'll let you down. We did that. One last board meeting for Anderson and other members to offer parting words. Meanwhile these parents had parting words of their own. Goodbye and good riddance. <laughs> uh, that Lady Heather Lamb was actually escorted out of the lobby by law enforcement. And, uh, of course, they were not allowed in. Now, I was struck by this because there were so many seats available throughout the entire meeting. Whatever basis they had, it didn't bear out. The entire meeting. At one point, President Sochi Gaitan asked folks to move up more so they could make room for other people there were at least a couple dozen seats available by my count throughout much of the meeting but to me it raises questions was this really all about making sure that the wonderful celebration of Ayante anderson's tenure on the board was not marked by people sitting there with their arms crossed shaking their head as they were dancing at the end of his speech or something. I, you just you just can't make this stuff up. Hopefully with a new board, this nonsense will stop. I'm cautiously optimistic knowing the th- oh, two of the three new board members coming on, but we shall see. You're listening to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Top of the hour, we'll be joined by State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer, who's down at the Capitol, fighting the good fight against what the Democrats are doing with their runaround in the legislature. Runaround of the voters in this special session grinds my gears. Keep it here at 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.